Welcome, listeners, to another episode of the Squire Empire podcast. We have Ben on the line today. How are you doing, sir? Good, brother. How are you? Not bad. Glad we are able to make it work. Took a lot of planning and coordination and things like that, but we were able to finally make it happen. Yeah, it took, it took you moving back to the States right, in order for it to happen, right? Hey, uh, you know, my pastor said this saying that I, I find so to be so true. It's like delayed does not mean denied. And sometimes you just have to push things off to just make sure that you get it right. But we finally made it happen. And I'm really blessed that you're able to spend, you know, about an hour or so time with me and the listeners so that way they can uh, draw from your life experience and maybe kind of figure out how to maybe make some pivots in their life to make some positive change. Awesome, brother. Hey, man. Um, next time, I like that, that piece of advice your pastor gave you. I'm going to try to use that one whenever, or I'm going to keep that in mind whenever I ask my wife for a new truck or something, right? She says, no, I'll say, that's delayed, right? <laughs> not, delayed. Well, not no forever, just not right now. Okay, I can deal with that, you know? It's like, we can get there eventually. Okay. Because, like, yeah. you know, the door is closed forever. It's just, like, very daunting. It's just like, okay, like, where do I go from here type deal? Absolutely. <laughs> so do me a favor and just like introduce yourself to the listeners so that way they can know a little bit about your background. All right. Um, so Ben Lozano, um, I am a retired Air Force uh, member. My uh, my wife and I, we both retired from the Air Force. My wife, Vanessa, um, we met in the military. And, um, um, you know, John, when I joined the military, you know, uh, I used to live in Austin, Texas, and I was really up to no good. Right. And uh, and and. I, I give all the credit to, to my wife because when I met her, um, you know, we uh, we dated for a little bit and then we found out we were pregnant and uh, and I wanted to be a responsible man, right? Um, so I uh, I asked her to marry me and uh, and she said yes and uh, and here at the end of uh, this month we'll be going on 24 years of marriage and two boys. We have a 23 year old, we have Leo, and we have a 13 year old named Eddie, and uh, we're so proud of those boys. We it's you know it's uh it's. It's been a beautiful thing to, to raise them and to go through all the journeys that we've been through through the military, post-military life. It's just been a blessing, you know. A lot of ups and downs, and uh, a lot of the, uh, the downs, you know, it's it's what makes us who we are today, you know. And uh, it's, it's just been a blessing overall. That's awesome. You know, and, you know, that's a really easy way to pivot into um, what I think about is like legacy of me being someone who I remember when I cross trained, you know, I was in, uh, you know, in school and down in Shepherd, And I was like, man, like I got a lot of free time, you know, I was the NCO at the time. And I was like, what am I going to do for all this free time? And I remember just go- looking online and, you know, find that there's a community center on base and they're teaching jujitsu. And I was like, okay, let me go check this out. And that's where we met. And, you know, how crazy is it? Years down the road, you know, you know, through social media, we're still able to stay in contact. And I think that that's a that's a big thing that I think about for me. Legacy is like having somebody who makes such a positive impression on you to make you want to continue to do something years down the road. Yeah, absolutely. Isn't it crazy? Uh, how, uh, when I met you and, and you're not the first case, you know, I've met a lot of people through the years and uh, a lot of people I've forgotten because a lot of people do not uh, they don't go on social media. So, um, so they come back years later, um, and they tell me, I started training under you, you know, and, uh, and it blows my mind. I don't remember them. Unfortunately, you know, I'm getting older. I'm, I'm 47. I just turned 47. I'm getting older. Um, and, uh, and people come through your life and, uh, and you forget them, you know, but 
the power of social media, you know, you and I have been able to keep in contact through the years. And you know, I remember when you were a white boat and now here you are a solid, solid purple boat. Like I'm think, I'm wondering like, when is John going to, you know, join a gym in San Antonio and uh, get his brown belt and, you know, very soon get his black belt. Cause dude, when I rode with you a few weeks ago, I was like, oh man, this guy's not a purple belt, you know? Mm -hmm. You were good, brother. And I appreciate that. And you know, and that's honestly, I'm glad you said that that's on my list of things to do this week is to find me a home gym and at least get get into the flow of training and actually i got two of my co-workers who are patiently waiting for me to uh get into training because they want to like you know get their feet wet with somebody who's a little bit experienced and for me i know once i get back into the swing of things it's going to be full throttle so i've been kind of like taking my time getting my flow down san antonio is a big place a lot of driving a lot of a lot of traffic and things like that. Not making excuses, but just I think one thing that you've probably seen is uh, I think consistency in jujitsu is really about working out the logistics. You know, it might require you to stay at work a little later. It might require you to get to class 30 minutes before it starts just so you can beat the traffic. There's just so many things that go into it. But like once you get into your flow and you got your your main training partners, it just shows a lot. And I think um you know, I think God works in ways to like put you in the position to make things work out, even though they weren't in your plan. And uh, when I came back from Japan, my plan was not to really do a lot of leaving route. I was just going to go to work and just get to get working. And I was like, you know what? It's been three years since I see my family. Like, let me spend some time with my dad and just spending two weeks with him and have some time to decompress. I was like, professors like right down the street like how could i be like so close and not make the time and yeah. that's that was i'm really glad that i was able to come down there and do two classes with you and and you know and, and actually you know like how how full circle is that to go from training under you in a in a puzzle mat <laughs> community yeah. center years ago and then be training at like your gym you know what i mean that's like such a such an honor, you know, and that's something that uh, the next time y'all put out some uh, like a rash guard or a T-shirt or something, I'll have to send you my address so we can uh, you can mail it so I can rep it because uh, that's something I that's something I definitely would love to put up in the house somewhere is to be able to say like, man, like I, I, I I'm still part of Red River. I was part of Red River before it was a thing. You know what I mean? I know, man. Isn't that crazy? It's amazing. Yeah. So it's been. Well, in February was 12 years for us, right? But our we had our grand opening um, in September of 2011 because my wife at the time uh, she was at the she was in Afghanistan, you know, she was deployed. So I we had a, our soft opening during a winter storm, and uh, I opened the gym. We opened the gym, you know, and uh, I sat I sat right right in that pillar outside, you know, and I kept looking out at the at the door, having absolutely no idea how to run a business, you know. And, uh, but we, you know, a few months later, whenever my wife got back from Afghanistan, we heard our grand opening. So we're about to hit this September will be our 12 year anniversary being in business out here. Awesome. Yeah. And, and something you just said that, that, that I think fits into the, um, into this is when you think about building a business and building a family, like what, what would you say are some of the foundation principles that you think you've had to like lean on to make? You know, have as much success as you've had. You know, um, I, I have a I have a tough uh, I have a tough uh, I have 
a tough, I guess, um, I, I'm, I'm hard on myself, John, right? I'm hard on myself. And uh, when people say, hey, you're successful, right? And I, I, I don't think I'm there yet, right? I don't think I'm there yet. People say, oh, you're successful. You have a business, right? Or you retired from the military. But I have, right? But there's so much more to life, right? There's so much more. There's so much more to do that I don't feel like I'm successful, right? Um, but I think that one of the strongest things that you, you have is, is you have to you have to believe in yourself. You have to believe in the Lord, right? You have to believe in the Lord. Um, one of my biggest mentors is my, my uncle, Uncle Cruz. And uh, I, I consider him a successful, you know, business owner slash now retired, right? And uh, I, told, I talked to him about success, you know, and he doesn't see it, right? And then I talked to him about legacy and he, in one of our conversations, he told me, he goes, Ben, you know what? I've never ever thought about the word legacy until you introduced it into my life, right? And uh, my uncle Cruz was into sheet metal. He was in the sheet metal in the Austin, uh, Austin Texas area. And um, he pretty much trained a lot of the, uh, the big business owners out there now, you know? And uh, he trained them, so he says, he was telling me one time, he goes, yeah, Ben, he goes, these guys come over, they visit the cruise, do you need anything, do you, you know? Hey, you know, whatever you need, we'll help you out with, right? And he says, well, I'm, I'm okay, you know? And then uh, he says, he asked me, he says, you know, why do you guys come to me for this stuff? You know, like, offering to help you? And they said, because, Cruz, you trained us all. You trained us all, right? If it weren't for you, we would not be where we are today, right? And I believe that in, in, in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu here in Warsaw Falls, I believe that I kind of played that role as far as, like, bringing jiu-jitsu out here. And um, I will say that uh, at the time when I started teaching at the community center, um, I found out about a month after, month or two after I, I started teaching at the community center, there's another guy, uh, is a great guy named uh, Griffin Phillips, who uh, who's, who had just opened a, a small BJJ school uh, off of Southwest Parkway. Uh, so he hit me up and, uh, and we were talking and uh, he started training with me for a little bit, you know? And uh, mm -hmm. so, you know, I say I kind of give myself credit for that, but our he also played a role in, in bringing Jiu-Jitsu to the community. So, but I, you know, I feel like I'm one of the guys that kind of got the uh, the start on this here in the area. Yeah, and you know, I think that I think part of that uh, desire to be very humble, I think that for me, I've noticed that's a big part of my military career. I really and very uh i like to deflect when people are like oh you did a good job and i'm kind of like yeah but my my, my troops did good too because I, I feel like for me i guess how i see my life is i'll i'll enjoy the flowers and smell the roses when i hang it up because i feel like when i retire and i have my ceremony or whatever i think that will be my moment to just enjoy it but for me I think I just enjoy whether at work or even in jujitsu looking at people who like have benefited from just me being there. And I think um, one of the biggest moments of growth and, and uh, just reality check was when I moved to Grand Forks and me and my, my homie Devin, we were running, running the school on base, you know? And I said like, wow, like we're like, we are literally responsible for like, these people's like in production into jujitsu and you know me as a as a more junior blue belt at the time i'm like figuring things out and shout out to kurt osiander because i was watching his youtube videos right before class and just making it work and i i remember it was like such a like humbling and, and like great experience and then i would go train off base and i would see that there was moments where i could see that the bases were definitely helping but then i saw that 
I still needed to like train with live bodies and, you know, my peers and see some of the quote unquote new stuff going on. And I think putting those things together just showed me that, you know, jujitsu is one of the most selfless things you can do if you do it the right way. And it's great that you have like a mentor. And I think that's something that I found. I didn't know how important it was in, the, in my military career until I found a couple of good mentors. And I, I really saw my career change drastically. But the thing with mentorship and this no differently than when you have a good professor is you have to be willing to put the work in when they give you the, the feedback. You know, I think a lot of times, a lot of times, you know, we might get like uh, somebody might tell you something, but they might tell you how to do it or they just say, just do better. But there's been times where people have given me like, do this step by step, no days off, you know, do this. And each time I've done those things, like my my life has gotten exponentially better. And I'm like, wow. So that personal accountability, I think, is a really big thing. Absolutely. 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 And I think that's a that's the definition of a true leader. Right. It's uh, it's leaders. Leaders will will give all the credit to everybody else, to, to the people that they, they, you know, that they work with, you know, and they, you know, that they're involved with. Right. But then they're the ones who take they take they take they take the, the brunt of any mistakes, right? Like any mistakes, any mistakes that happen, it's on me. It's it's on me always, right? And uh, and I'm I'm always humble. And listen, I believe that if you're humble, if you're humble, people will accept mistakes, right? People are more more accepting of, of uh, mistakes whenever you're humble, versus whenever you are brash and braggadocious, right? And then and then whenever something happens, now you look like a clown, right? And uh, one of my one of my supervisors here when I got here to uh, Shepherd Air Force Base, I was a military training leader, right? Uh, Lonnie Gonzalez, uh, he told me he says, you know, because we're leading airmen, hundreds of airmen, right? And he says, hey, Sanzano, he goes, if if you ever make a decision, stand by that decision, right? Be, do it. That decision is yours because morally you believe it's the right thing to do, right? And do the do what's right, right? And if anybody comes back, they can't argue with that, right? Because you did what you thought was right at the moment. And you stick to your guns, right? And that was one of the best pieces of advice I ever got, you know. And uh, and I thank him for that. And I, when it comes to mentors, right? I believe I learned young, young in my career in the military that uh, mentorship comes from everybody, everybody. You can have good mentors, you can have bad mentors, right? It's it's all it's all experiences, life experiences, right? I would rather study people and study and study their mistakes and learn from them, so I don't make those mistakes, right? And I think that's the importance of, of mentorship in, in general. I sit with Uncle Cruz all the time. I say, hey, Uncle Cruz, I'm thinking about doing this with business. What do you think? You know, Ben, you know, um, I don't think I don't know if that's a good idea, right? Because and he gives me really good reasons, right? It makes me think, right? But then he always tells me, hey, listen, just because I give you this advice, because I'm giving you the advice from a, from the perspective of a sheet metal business type, you know, niche. He says, you're in the martial arts business, right? You make the decision for yourself, right? You, you know, take my advice, you know, and, and run with it, right? Um, and I think that's so, that's such beautiful thing, beautiful things to have a good mentor that will tell you, hey man, like stick to your guns, believe in yourself, get after it, right? And that's it, it's, it's such a beautiful thing, you know? And speaking of something that's beautiful, and I think it would be great for the listeners to get a little insight on, with you and your wife both being black belts, how do you feel like that's helped y'all's like dynamic together? I think that would be something that, that from the outsiders, they'd be very curious about. Well, um, so I love, I love my wife, right? I love my wife and, uh, and I give her all the credit. I give her all the credit, you know, if it weren't for, for, 
if it weren't for for her, right? Whenever I was teaching on base at the community center, you know, um, I'd been teaching there for eight months and uh, I signed a one year contract with the community center to teach there. I was at my eight month mark and I was getting calls from people off base to get on base, right? And uh, and I asked her, I said, hey, listen, I'm getting all these calls and I don't have time to go to the gate, sponsor them on the base, go set up the mats, clean them, teach people, tear down, clean, boom. It was like, it was such a lot. And I said, and man, it was so tough to ask her, right? I was like, hey, what do you think you reopen a gym off base, right? And she says, that's a great idea. She goes, Ben, she goes, you have a passion for this stuff. She goes, why would you not? She and I and then and I thought, wow, that's you know, I was really impressed by her, right? By her support, right? And then when you start thinking about opening a business, you think about all the bad, like all the cons, like, oh man, like the what are the pros, right? The pros, like ideally you would like to when you open a business, you think, I just want to make a lot of money, right? Because you have no idea, right? You have no idea what you're getting into, right? You just think people are in business to make money, right? Mm-hmm. And um, and I asked her, I said, what do we fail? And she looked at me, she goes, we're not going to fail. We won't fail. And man, that gave me all the inspiration, the motivation, like, dude, I've got such a great woman, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, as, far as, as far as her being a black belt now, when I started training in, in Alaska, right, I was at Anchorage, uh, Elmendorf, Alaska, and uh, she came out to watch me train, and she said she walked in, and it was sweaty, smelly, and there was a guy on his back, and he says, hey, come in here, get in my guard, and and some guy goes in, into the guard, right, and she was like, no, and she turned around and walked out, right, mm-hmm. so it took me about maybe six years to get her to train jiu-jitsu, you know, and, it, and I tried to get her on the mat all the time. It wasn't until until she was going to deploy to Afghanistan and she had to do some training out at uh, Port Dix, New Jersey. Mm-hmm. Is, that, is that Port Dix, right? I think so. Yes. So she went to go some, do some training in Port Dix, some uh, pre-department training, and uh, she called me. She goes, hey, listen, I did some jujitsu, And it was, it was a lot of fun. And I was like, woman, I've been trying to get you on the mat for all these years, and you, you never wanted to. She goes, I get it now, you know, I get it. It's, they can, they can learn some very great, some great defense, right? And I was like, that's what I've been trying to tell you. She goes, Ben, but all I ever thought about was how smelly and how sweaty and, you know, it can be, you know? And she goes, it was not attractive at all, you know? But now, now she's a black girl. She teaches her women's only classes. She teaches four to six year old kids classes. Whenever, every once in a while, she'll jump in and teach uh, an evening class and the guys love it. The guys love it. And I'm very impressed. I'm like, man, you're really good, you know? And if you know my wife, she is an introvert. She, she is the kind of person who, like I nurse with people. She's like this. Mm. She'll like she'll like do this, like like nod at them. And I'm I tell them like, hey, listen, as a business owner, we we can't do that. We have to shake hands. You have to shake their hands, you know, and, and be more personable, right? Mm-hmm. But that's my wife. <laughs> she is so I'm the personable one, and uh, and she handles more. We we work great together. I do a lot of the uh, a lot of the uh, the the teachings and stuff like that, uh, schedule stuff like that. And then she does a lot of the admin type of stuff, paperwork, mm-hmm. you know, taxes, which I, I don't, I don't envy for, envy her at all for, you know, she tax paperwork, tax, like state taxes, quarterly taxes. It's, it's federal taxes. It's a pain in the butt and she mm-hmm. handles it. She complains about it, but she does it. I'm so happy, you know, like I'm so yeah. grateful for her, you know? So, um, both being by it, 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 we work great together. We, we, there's, there, there's weaknesses in, 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 in my, 
in my uh, in, in my business, you know, portion of, of, of running a Jesus school. And there's 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 and she covers those very, very good, you know. And there's weaknesses that she has being an introvert where, where I can jump in and cover for her. And man, it works out really good, really good. And at the end of the day, man, at the end of the day, John, at home, I'm responsible for the laundry and I take the trash out. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's 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 a mutual respect. You know, yeah. It, I love it. I love it, man. It's it, she's 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 a great business partner. Great business partner. Something that you said, and you can tell me if you feel like this word um, fits. Uh, my mom talked about the concept of like when you're in a good relationship, the ability to protect each other is really important. Would you would you say you agree with that? Absolutely, absolutely. Yes, yes, absolutely. Um, <laughs> Um, now, listen, we've been married 24 years, right? And, uh, and we've had our, our, our ups and downs, you know? And, uh, and I've made a ton of mistakes. Like, if I sit there and I think, like, let me see, where has my wife screwed up in life, like, in our marriage, right? She's never really done anything like that, you know, where I've, I've made mistakes and she'll, she'll kind of ring me in, hey, listen, you know? Mm-hmm. And, uh, um, but yeah, she's, she's, she's great, man. Uh, um, yeah, I, I don't know. It's um, yeah, yeah. I don't know where I don't I don't, I don't know what to say there. You know, she's just yeah. a, a great lady. You know. Yeah, I got you. And I so so one thing I think is also important. You know, I think you as a black belt can identify. You got a lot of stuff on your plate. You know, running a gym as a business. You know, being a husband, being a dad. What when you think about like where you put your energy, like where where do you feel like you put your focus as like the things that are really important. And maybe what are some things that you've had to like maybe cut down or reduce to like make sure that you were like being as balanced as you wanted to be? Um, so, so as a business owner, right? Like I, I, I want to be the, I want to be the best, right? And I don't mean the best is like I want to be a world champion or anything like that. I just, I just want to be the best presenter to school in time in the area, right? I want to be the best, right? So my focus is, is always there, right? But also equally as important to me is family, right? Um, we offer kids classes, you know, kids classes, adult classes. You know, we offer women's only classes. You know, we offer classes 5.30 in the mornings on Tuesdays, Thursdays, noon on Mondays and Wednesdays, you know, and uh, evening classes Monday through Friday and uh, weekends. We have open mats for Saturdays, Sundays, you know, and uh, and when we first started this business, it was it was me. All, it was me running everything, right? And uh, as we started training people, we started, you know, developing black belts, right? It's uh, it, then now they started, you know, so when I promote them to black belts, say, hey, listen, it's time to get back, right? It's time to get back. And uh, and you, you, John, you were a blue belt, right? Whenever you first started teaching jiu-jitsu, right? Mm-hmm. Why? Because there's no other higher belt in, in, in the area that could do it, right? And you love jiu-jitsu. You have a passion. You know how it can change your life. You're like, there's something here. I can, I, through jiu-jitsu, we can change lives, right? And so you started doing it. You took that upon yourself to, hey, man, I, I'll do this. You know, and then you are building your legacy through other people because of what you did, right? We're doing the same thing, you know. For us, it was it, it was tough at first, but then we started. You know, it's taken twelve years. It's taken twelve years, you know. And uh, um, in 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 my, I want to be successful in business, but also like I want to make sure that that um, that I that my kids remember me as as a good dad that always tried to tried his best, you know. When I leave this world, I want my boys to know that, hey, listen, dad did his best for us, you know? And, um, and when it comes to uh, saying no to things, right? Um, 
a, a very good example. I had a, I've had guys who say they want to they want to do a uh, they want to do a Friday noon class, right? And uh, we have some great instructors. We have Professor Justin. You, you met, you know, Professor Justin, Professor A. A. Ron, Professor D. Uh, me, Professor D. You know, and the, and those guys will definitely jump in anytime that I ask, right? Hey, Professor, can you do me a favor? What do you need? You know, boom, done, right? Um, but uh, all the guys, they, they have jobs in the day. You know, Professor Justin, he kind of, you know, he's he's he does odd jobs in there. You know, he's an instructor here and. Uh, the guys have been asking for a noon class on Fridays, right? And uh, they say, Professor Ben, you know, what do you think about a noon class on Friday, right? And I say, man, it sounds great, man. However, however, I have a standing appointment with my son, with Eddie, for lunch with him. I go to school, to school, and I have lunch with him every Friday at 1140. 1140. 11.40. And, and although I would love, I would love to offer more classes for the guys, it's not worth it for me, right? Because if Professor Justin gets sick, who's got to cover that class, mm. right? And and yes, maybe my wife could do it. Maybe one of the other guys could possibly do it, right? But no, no, because I know that that it's on me. If if everything falls through, if nobody can cover that class, it's on me, right? Mm. And I'm not gonna give it up for my son, right? I'm, I'm not. It's not worth it to me, right? If he offered me a billion dollars to to add a new class, I'd say, no, man, I want to go have lunch with my son. Cause that's more valuable to me because right now I have a 23 year old Leo who lives in San Diego, California. And I, I was talking to him the other day and he says, and I said, but you know, like I feel guilt when I go at lunch with your, with your younger brother, I feel guilt because like, I didn't get to do these things with you when you, when, you know, when you were young, you know, he says that don't, don't, don't feel like that because you did your absolute best. And, and, like you taught me so much he says that when i remember when we used to go places you say leo you can be anything in the world you want to be you can be a living legend if you want anything you want you do it whatever you want you know we'll help you get there right and he says those little words that of encouragement that is enough for me right like you don't don't feel guilt about it at all you know like you go have lunch with, with eddie and i'm not gonna feel any i'm not gonna feel any other way about it right i think it's beautiful that you do that you know and uh, so that's that's a very good example of, of me saying, no, not doing that, right? Because my son is more important to me. That's awesome. You know, I think, like, I've learned that for me, I think with jujitsu has definitely taught me that uh, your time management has to be really good to to really balance it all. You know, it's, I think jujitsu, in my opinion, is probably one of the most time-consuming hobbies that I have, you know, the time to drive to class, get warmed up, do, you know, maybe one or two classes back-to-back, cool down, try to stretch a little bit, you know, grab all your gear, drive home, shower, try to eat something that's not terrible, and then go to sleep, and then wake up sore and tired and do everything else all over again. It's a very big thing. So I think it's just beautiful, like, you know, I think two things that like stood out with me is like the schedule and the discipline of like making the time for your son. But something I've noticed uh, as I've gotten older is that, you know, my parents raised me and my brother very differently. And me and him look at things very differently now. But me and my mom have gotten really close. And I think through that, she's able to relate more to like what's going on in the present day. So that way, when my brother talks to her, she'll be a lot more grounded and and aware of what's going on, you know, to be able to work things out. And I think it's great, too, that you shared 
like what you do with your younger son, with your older son, because now, you know, whenever he decides to be a father or whatever, he has like two total different frames of references that he can kind of blend together to, inc- in the, to, to incorporate within his parenting that if you just kind of kept that to yourself as a parent, like, oh, you're a son, you'll figure it out. He would have never known that that was something that could have been done, but he still can appreciate the things you did for him. Yes, yes. And you, John, you mentioned that you and your brother are like two totally different people, right? Um, I'm going to ask you, who, who's older, you or your brother? I'm the older. Brother. Eight years. He's younger than you or older? He's younger than me. I'm eight years older. Okay, okay. So, yeah, I think that that's a, that's a very good comparison between my, my, my two boys, right? They're 10 years apart, right? And, uh, and, uh, it's, and I'm sure you guys see it very differently. Your parents see you both as very different kids, right? Same parents, just very, very different, you know? And my, my oldest son pinpointed that the other day when I was talking to him. He says, Dad, he goes, uh, he says, when I was younger, he says, uh, he was like, I was like the stern dad, right? Like, it, it's, it's just a look that I give my boys, right? I give them a look and they know it's business, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, mom was more loving, caring towards my oldest. And I was stern. And now my youngest sees us as I'm the more loving, caring, and my wife is the stern, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think that as we get older, I, my son made a good point. He says, Dad, he says, uh, when we had him, my wife was 19 years old and I was 22 years old, or maybe she was 20 or I was 23 or something like that, you know? We were very young. And uh, he says, Dad, we grew up together, you know? And I grew up without a dad, so um, I, I didn't have a relationship with my dad. So I told him, I was like, I don't know how to be a dad, you know? Like, I never had a dad to show me how to do this, right? Mm-hmm. So in raising him, there's a lot of trial and error, you know? And, uh, and I think I got it pretty dialed into now with my youngest son, you know? And another reason why I feel guilt, right? Because I feel like he... My oldest son taught me how to be a dad, right? And now I get to share those experiences of how how to be a dad with my youngest son, right? And I, and that's another reason I feel a little bit of guilt, right? Because I like, man, you know, like, like I, you know, Leo Leo taught me Leo taught me how to be a dad, and and, and now Eddie gets to reap the benefits of, of a dad. If that makes any sense? Absolutely. Do you feel like? Do you feel like the fact that your youngest son trains, do you feel like that makes your your uh like connection with him as like a father son like better? Is it interesting? Like what does that dynamic look like? Uh so um so I believe that that uh, that any parent that, that trains with their son, it, the bond is going to be tighter, right? And uh and my oldest son, he he trained with me. Like my oldest son and I started jujitsu together. We started in 2005, July 2005. In Alaska, right? Gracie Baja, Alaska. And uh, um, so we started together. And that journey, you know, we grew up together through jiu-jitsu as well, right? And uh, and now, 10 years later, you know, um, it's it's with my youngest son, right? And But definitely the bond is there. Off the mat, it's it's a tight bond. On the mat, it's it's a very different dynamic, right? Because um, I, I try not to baby him. I don't, you know, I don't favor him. You know, it's, it's like he is a student. He's a student, right? And there's that fine line that, that that it's like, hey, you're you're you know you're you're Eddie on the mat, not Professor Ben, right? And uh, I mean, it's whenever it, it, in the public situation, it's like you know, he was like he always still call me dad, right? It's 
he doesn't have confidence with Ben, right? But but he understands, right? Like um, I remember one time, a couple of years ago, we went to we were at the store, and uh, there was a, a small kid at the store, and he runs into us. It's, it's my wife, Eddie, and I. We're all in the and the kid looks up. He goes, "Professor Ben, why is Eddie with you?" Right? And I was like, well, "Eddie's my son." And this kid was just dumbfounded. He was he was like, "Eddie's your son?" I was like, "Yeah, that's that's my son." And he was like, "I mean, I just blew this kid's mind, right?" It's like us when we're kids, right? When we're kids. We go to school. We see our teachers at school. You know, it's like they are this person that that we see, right? And then you see them at the store away from school and you're like, that's my teacher, mm-hmm. that's my teacher, right? Well, I, I try to have a professional relationship with my son all on that. So whenever this kid, this kid saw us, he was like, what are you guys doing together, right? And then I thought to myself, well, I think I'm doing a pretty good job of not showing favoritism on the mat whenever, you know, if, if, if a child can see that and say, what are you doing with this kid, right? Well, it's my son, right? It, it's a, it's a beautiful thing. So, the bond between my boys and I through Jiu-Jitsu is definitely, definitely strong, right? Because we can definitely talk about things, you know, and I feel like they, they're more open to talk to me versus, uh, brother, I don't know. I don't know what it is to be, I don't know what it is to be a, a dad mm-hmm. who doesn't have a child that doesn't train Jiu-Jitsu, right? Or that doesn't train, that doesn't, you know, like, I don't know. Like, like, there's a thing, right? There's a thing, like, there's dads out there who don't train Jiu-Jitsu and they, they push their kids to train and they push them and push them and push them to do whatever they do. Football, basketball, soccer, whatever it is, like any sport, right? They push them so hard, right? I don't know what it is like to do that, right? Because I share this with my kids. So, you know, it, it, it's just a tight bond. And I would hope that parents who don't participate in sports or activities with their kids, I would hope that they still have a, 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 as good of a bond as, as, as I feel like I have with my boys, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I think that makes me want to just ask, like, with with you with you having so many people that like pour into you, do do you feel like you've um, have people that you mentor? Do you feel like you've had people that you brought underneath your wing that you've been able to kind of give them some like, you know, valuable insight to kind of like keep them making like kind of like paying it forward type deal? Absolutely. Absolutely, John. Um. I believe that just through jiu-jitsu in itself, right, in itself, you know, and, and you get it all the time. You get, I get it all the time when other guys say, hey, Bruce Ben, thank you so much for, for what you do, right? And uh, But, and uh, again, I always say, like, that's the other professors, right? It's Bruce, Bruce Justin, Bruce, Aaron, you know, my wife. It's, it's all these other guys, right? It's your teammates, not me, right? But they say, they look at me as the face of Red River, right? And, uh, and God, that's an ugly face to, to be, right? But, <laughs> but um but it's it's um yeah i definitely i definitely do mentor people um i'll give you a good example um we live like well the gym here the gym is about what like maybe a mile and a half from shepherd air force base mm-hmm. so we have we have kids in their teens who tell me hey professor ben i'm thinking about joining the military right man that excites me right i'm like hey listen would you like to go see shepherd air force base would you like to see like would you like for me to give you a tour and, and like explain to you how things work they're like, yes. So I'll reach out to their parents. I'll say, hey, let's, you know, this Saturday, let's, let's cut out, you know, three-hour block out of our day, and let's take your child on base so they can kind of see, right? 
and man, it's a beautiful thing, man. Like right now, we have one kid. Uh, his name's Miguel. He uh, we call him Miguelito. Um, he uh, he told me a while back. He says he says think about joining the military, right? And I said, well, what are you gonna join? He goes, I don't know. I'm thinking maybe maybe the Air Force or Navy. You know? I said, well, listen, I can't I can't speak on behalf of the Navy, you know, but I can definitely speak on behalf of the Air Force, and I can tell you how it changed my life, you know. Um, if you'd like to, I'll take you on base and I'll show you, right? Um, when it comes to anybody under the uh, age of 18, right? I have a very strict rule in our gym, right? Because the military teaches us, right? We never, we never allow a child and one professor in a room alone together, ever, ever, right? That's a rule, right? When you're 18 years old, hey man, you want, you want me to take you on base, show you what it's like? Yeah, professor, good. If it's a guy, yes. If it's a girl, hey Vanessa, do you want to go with me, right? Like, I never want to put myself in a situation where, where there's, you know, any, any type of, you know, any, anything bad could come out of, right? Yeah. So I, uh, but, but I took, uh, I took Miguelito on, on base, you know, and, uh, gave him a tour, spent three hours and I took him to BX, bought him a sweater, an Air Force sweater, you know, and, uh, nice. um, and, uh, man, he, he loved it. And, and he just, he just enlisted, he just took the oath enlistment. So he's into, he's in the delayed entry program and he's going to be, he's waiting for, uh, for basic training, but he's gonna graduate high school in May, right? Next month already, so he's gonna join, right? He's one example, you know, and uh, and there's another young lady who's around my son's age that, uh, same thing, you know, she was like, I think I wanna do this in the Air Force, and I took her out there, took her by the 80th flying training wing, showed her the jets, you know, and she's like, and her dad tells me afterwards, he's like, you know, Professor Ben, like, she wants, she wants to be a pilot now because he took her over there. And I'm like, good, good. Nelsie's gonna take care of her, right? And it's it's a beautiful thing, man. So I did de I definitely know that we play a role. We play a role in in mentoring people, you know, and uh and it's a it's a it's a great thing. Um I, I love I love this. I love this. I love I love helping the community. That's that's what it's all about, man. It's helping the community. That's it. Yeah, and you know, I think you know it's great that you definitely have found that way to give back. You know, I think sometimes um, when you don't know where you're trying to get to, it can be very much like, how can I share what I have? Cause if I haven't figured it out, so when I get it all figured out, I'll share with other people. And mm -hmm. I think you're definitely a big, um, motivator for me. Definitely very inspiring kind of seeing, you know, the, the effort that you placed in. And I think probably one of the biggest moments of where I realized that like, uh, you know, the, the environment and the first impression that people set you up with set you up long-term was just, I remember um, me and ghost competing to get against each other in a tournament, you know, and that was like a really in Lawton, right? Lawton, Oklahoma? Yeah, it was in Lawton actually. Yeah. And you know, I just happened to be there for, uh, for, I was in a TY at Altus as a matter of fact, and I was only an hour away. So I was going home like literally every weekend. And I remember signing up for that tournament and having ghosts in my bracket, not even knowing, uh, because, you know, back then jujitsu tournaments were really just pen and paper, but now they're all digital. You can, you know, you can know, you don't have to spend as much time all day at a tournament. You could show up, you know, an hour or two, like get your way in done. It was a lot more, you know, like it was a, it's a lot more time sensitive, but back in the day you would just show up when doors open and be there until they close. But I just remember when me and ghost were competing, like I remember when we slap tapped and, and went like, it was just, it was fun because it was like rolling with somebody that I knew, but like you said, on the mats, it was like, Hey, we're here to compete, 
But, you know, neither one of us got hurt. We left there and we were both healthy and think X, Y, Z. And I, I think that was probably like the moment where I realized that jujitsu really is a family if you choose to treat it that way. And I think about almost every gym I've ever been at, I've always had one or two guys that I was like really close with. And I think every gym I go to, I get like a nemesis type guy where we're, our games are just clashing and we're just like iron sharpening iron. And it's always like this really cool battle. And it's just so uh, interesting how, how like life works was like, now that I'm out here in San Antonio, two of the guys that were, I guess I would say the white belts under me when we were training on base, they're both out here in this area. And we actually hung out once and we we're trying to, you know, like once a month get together, hang, you know, hang out and kick it and things like that. And hopefully, you know, logistics work out. And maybe if we can't get to the same gym, maybe we can just get into both all of us training consistently and just, you know, maybe just, you know, once a quarter or once a year, all like you know drive out to a tournament someplace whether we're in the same divisions or not and just be yeah. there to coach each other and do that so that's really inspiring to me just to see you know like fruits of my limited labor uh produce people that really fell in love with jujitsu but that kind of makes me want to ask you like what are some things or people that have inspired you to stay motivated because like like you said Life is about a, a lot of ups and downs and balancing and trying to, you know, figure things out while also having like a full time job to keep up. So what are some things that you've like been able to keep you inspired to do all the things you're doing right now? Um, so I think the biggest the biggest thing is right is uh, is is my wife and my kids. Right. My wife, and my kids and also and also my teammates. Right. It, it, everything. You know, you know, John, when when I was in the military, the thing that I loved about the Air Force was that. Every year you had to do a fitness test, right? You have to go do your push-ups, sit-ups, you know, your run, your run, mile and a half. You have to do waste management, all this stuff, right? That's what I loved about the military is that they said, "Hey, listen, every year you're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna test and do a fitness, a fitness assessment, right?" And I love that it kept me accountable, right? So whenever it came time for us to retire from the military, right? I know a lot of people struggle because they're so used to that. You know, they're kind of institutionalized, right? They, they, they want, hey, you have a dental appointment this time. You have a medical appointment this time. PHA, go do this stuff. You know, physical health services. It's, it's all set for them, right? And then when they retire, they have, they just struggle. They're like, I don't, I don't know what to do, right? They're used, they have rank. They, they're used to saying, hey, go take care of this, and it gets done, right? When you retire, you have, a, you have to get a job in the civilian sector, and all of a sudden, you're the new guy. Right, you're at the bottom of the pole. You're at the bottom of the ladder, and now they're telling you what to do. Right? No, hey man, I was, I was, I was somebody in the military, and now I'm nobody. And they have to start all over. Right? When it came for us, time for us to retire, I knew that I wanted to do jujitsu. Like I knew this was it. Right? And uh, I remember, I remember telling my wife, I was like, Hey, do you want to do you want to get a job after after we retire? And uh, unfortunately for us we had really good mentors growing up right in the military when uh when we moved from when we moved from we met in albuquerque at Curtin air force base we went to uh to randolph air force base from there her supervisor uh was a chief uh chief uh train and uh, he invited us to dinner at his house and he says hey you guys are a young male to male couple you should buy a house use your va loan buy a house and then whenever you leave san antonio you rent that house out 
and you're gonna go buy another house wherever you go next. And when you reach San Antonio, you get a property manager to manage your house, rent it for you, and you'll have this income come in, right? Somebody else is gonna pay your house off for you. You keep doing that, you repeat that process, and, ten, and then when you get close to your retirement, you're gonna sell all your properties and you're gonna have yourself a nice little nest egg. And that's what we did. So when we retired, all of a sudden, we didn't have to get jobs. So when I told my wife, I said, hey, do you wanna, do you wanna work? Do you wanna like get a job? She's like, no, I, I don't really wanna do that. She goes, I wanna run that, that, that BGJ school full time. All right, we can do that, you know? And it's, it's, it's going back to the mentorship thing, you know, mentors come from everywhere, right? This one piece of advice that Chief Train gave me, you know, helped us so much and set ourselves up for the future, right? To the point where we're like, hey, we don't have to work, you know? And um, we can just do this full time, you know? And um, it, it's, it's, um, it, it's not an easy thing, right? It's not something you can do overnight, right? It, it just, it takes years. Anything you want to do, anything worth doing, it, you gotta, it, it's gonna take time, right? Um, you can't just, I don't know, I'm, Growing up for us, brother, you know, the, nowadays there's like the Bitcoin and, and the whole uh, cryptocurrency stuff. I'm not sure if you're into it. I, I I don't know enough of it to invest in it, right? But I know that real estate is good, you know? Because mm -hmm. I've learned through the years that real estate is good. So I just do real estate now. That's all we do, we just do real estate, you know? And um, I, I'm sorry, I forgot what the question was. No, 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 <laughs> you're fine. You know, I think I think what, what, what I think what, what I can take out of it and the listeners could take out of it is maybe a big part of your inspiration is just being invested in yourself, being invested in your family and the circle of people around you. Because, you know, some like, like kind of like I talked about earlier, sometimes you can have a great mentor, but you have to trust the advice to go through and do it the way it was laid out for you. Cause sometimes we skip steps, you know, and, and, and I, I've seen that throughout my, my jujitsu journey is you might be taught like, a setup that's that that goes into you know several different transitions into the move and yeah like when you incorporate it into your game you can skip steps but when you're actually going through the drill you need to hit every single step because otherwise you'll 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 be with someone who's a little bit technical who's 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 putting their body weight everywhere it's supposed to be and you'll be frustrated and you're like oh this doesn't work and something that always uh when I think of when I talk about things like this, that reminds me is uh, I had the pleasure when I lived in Arizona that I went to two Coyotera seminars and I, I really love him as an instructor. It was one of the best seminars I've ever paid for. But I remember him coming out in an interview and he was saying even in, in black belt level tournaments, he still hits people with like a blue belt level sweep. And I'm like, OK, this is different. This is like, a, you know, a different level of just being intentional and being mindful that so you just can't skip certain steps and certain things, you know, like sometimes you might be able to muscle your way through it, but I, I'm really happy that throughout my jujitsu journey, I had um, plenty of smaller frame people who showed me, uh, showed me what was what. And one of the, one people that one person that sticks out to my mind right now, as we're talking is uh, Ben Henderson's wife, Maria, uh, she's a very small woman, but I remember being, you know, big, big, heavy white belt thinking like, okay, I'm going to, you know, roll with these smaller people and I'm going to have my way. And I think, I that was, yeah, that was a moment where I, you know, as a new person coming in, you're kind of like, as a white belt, you might, you know, if you're bigger, you're like, oh, I can 
take this blue belt and mop them up a little bit around the mats. And then, you know, as a blue belt, you kind of like look at the purples and you're like, I can hang. But I think what I realized early for me was I, I saw like the skill gap between like me as a white belt who thought I, you know, had a couple cool moves and like a seasoned brown belt. And I was like, oh, brown belts are different, whether they're like heavier than you, smaller than you. They've got all kinds of tricks to be able to keep the game in their world. And I was like, okay, this is like a different level. So I just bring that up to just say that that's the thing that I love about jujitsu is it's, it's, you learn your own way, your own path, and you learn how to make your body work for you as long as you keep yourself healthy, you know? Yes. I think it's a very important lesson that jujitsu teaches all of us, right? Jujitsu teaches us that you never judge a book by its cover. Mm -hmm. That's it, you know? Because you, you look at somebody, you say, oh, if you don't know jujitsu, you look at somebody and you say, oh, they're a small person. I'm going to I'm gonna handle this person, right? Surprise, surprise, right? Mm -hmm. it, they maul you and you're like, what? You know, that's 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 what got me into jujitsu, you know? That's what got me jujitsu in 2005. Old guy, small, not old, right? But uh, he had great hair, right? His name was uh, Steve Young out of Alaska. And uh, he was probably mad, John. I would say he was like maybe 170 pounds, you know? And uh, I was 205, 210 at the time. I was bulky, you know, working out at the gym, lifting. And uh, and I went and tried my first class. And uh, he says, hey, Ben, you want to you know, grapple? I said, sure. And I was like, in my mind, I'm thinking, I'm going to beat this old dude, right? Mm -hmm. Man, he mauled me, right? And he did it with such kindness, right? Such kindness. It wasn't It wasn't like, a, like I want to run away, right? It was like, I was very intrigued, you know? And afterwards... I just remember thinking to myself, whatever this is, I've got to learn it. Mm -hmm. And I was hooked. I was hooked. And to this day, I'm hooked. You know, I'm so hooked because now, now we get to share jujitsu and with the Wish Falls community, right? And these guys, I was talking with the guys on, uh, it was yesterday, it was Friday, yeah, after an open mat. I told the guys, like, I have Jared Noel, he's purple belt. I said, guys, listen. Like I remember, like I remember when I could play with you guys, you know. And now that game is getting harder and harder to play. Like now, if sometimes I can't even submit these guys, right? Sometimes I'm just happy if I can get a sweep or a guard pass. And for me, you know, as as we get older, we get slower, right? Mm -hmm. And so it's like, and these guys are young and they're they're stronger, faster, right? So it's like that that, that they're closing that gap and their their belts are changing colors, right? They're coming up on you. And it's like. All of a sudden, man, like, hey, man, if I can, if I can pass the guard, I'm happy. Like, I'm so happy. You know, I'm so happy if I can just, just do that. You know, mm -hmm. it's, it's beautiful. It's beautiful the way jujitsu is. You can't judge a book by its cover, right? And then, and then to have the pleasure and the honor to teach these guys jujitsu and share it with them, you know, and have the the gym share, you know, and grow together. It's such a beautiful thing. It's, it's man. That, a friend of mine asked me um, a few years ago. A few years ago, she says, uh, "If you could do anything in life, what would you do?" And I thought about it for a minute, right? Mm -hmm. And I thought, and my response was, "Man, I'm doing it. Like mm -hmm. I'm doing what I want to do. That, 
this is just a passion. I, I love this stuff. It's so it's such a beautiful thing it's to to see a kid come in here with who lacks confidence and you know, and then all of a sudden walk through the door a few months later and you see that confidence kind of building, you know, and the way they walk in the door, the way they greet you, you know. We teach our kids, hey, when you shake somebody's hand, you give them a firm handshake, you look them in the eyes, you know? And and for them to kind of be timid looking down and shaking your very timidly shaking your hands all of a sudden like they want to break your hand and they're looking at you and they're like, That's those are my kids, man. Those are my kids. They're not my kids' blood kids, but man, I love these kids. They're we're, we are we are developing professionals here. You know that's what I love about this. Kid. I love jujitsu for that reason. You know, yeah. Us as old people, we, you know, only only thing we can do is share the knowledge, right? Mm-hmm. But these kids, they're the future, right? And it's it's not just on the mats. It's gonna it's it. What we teach them on the mats gonna affect how they carry themselves in life, how they go about applying for jobs, how they go interview for jobs, you know, it's, 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 it picks everything, man. So I believe that my, my son told me this, I, I told him, I said, man, I just want to serve the community. Right. He says, dad, he goes, you're not serving the community. This is my oldest son. He goes, you're changing the world because some of these kids, they are going off, they're going off into college. Right. And they remember you. Right. Um, last year we had a, a kid, his name is Damien. Um, I was in the office with my wife and I was walking out, John, and I see this kid looking into the, through the glass doors, right? And I kind of looked at him and like, I like waved, you know, and he kind of, kind of smiled, you know, and I was like, who's this kid, you know? And I started walking towards there and I, in the corner of the, of the building, his parents are standing there. And of course I know the parents, right? I'm like, oh, and I was like, man, I got chills. I got chills, right? And I approached him, I said, guys, what are you guys doing? And they're like, hey. They said, uh, Damien just graduated high school. And we asked him, what do you want to do for, you know, for his graduation gift? And he said, he wanted to come to Wichita Falls and just kind of just see the area. He goes, and he wanted to come here and say, thank you. You know, like that, man. Awesome. Yeah. It turns me up just, just to think about that, you know, just, but yeah, it's just a beautiful thing that this kid was with us when he was like, I mean, it was like eight years old, you know, and 10 years later, he comes back just to say, thank you, you know, like. I know, I know we're changing the world, man. I know we are, you know? And my son brought up a really good point. Now I see it. Yeah, we are. We're changing the world. Yeah, I would agree with that, too. So two things I wanted to ask as we as we start to, to, to wrap up everything is, one, I wanted, for the listeners, how long, I guess two-part question, one, how long from, from when you started training did it take you to get your black belt? And the second question would be, um, how many years total have you been training jujitsu? All right. So I started in 2005, right? And um, I, I, I got my blue belt within a year. And right under two years, I got my purple belt. And I definitely, whenever whenever you get your, your belts, right, you never, ever feel like you're ready. You know, I, at least from, in my case, I've never felt like, I've never gone to, like, when I was younger, went to promotion somewhere where I felt like, um, like, well, you know what? Ben's going to get his blue belt tomorrow or Ben's going to, you know, it's never, it's always like, like, man, you don't know what's going to happen. Right. And then you're, and then I remember Pierce Ted gave me my blue belt and they gave me the purple belt, right. Under two years. Right. And, uh, and, and I told him, I, I talked to him in the dressing room after he promoted me to purple belt, right. Under two years, man. I said, Pierce Ted, I don't think I'm ready for this. Right. And he says, Ben, and he goes, you don't think you're ready. Get ready. You know? And he says, Ben, listen, your wife is in Afghanistan right now. She was the player at the time, you know? 
uh, my wife played a lot, man. And uh, uh, he says, uh, you're in here every day with your son, with, with Leo. You're in here Saturdays, Sundays. You're in here for two hours a day, every single day. He goes, how, how, do, I, how do I not promote you? He goes, you are working so hard, man. He goes, and if you don't feel like you're ready, you need to get ready. And that put so much pressure on me, right? But I was like, okay, if Professor believes I'm ready, then I'm ready, right? Um, so yeah, I was promo around the two years, and then uh, and then I deployed, John. I deployed and I taught jujitsu in uh, at Bagram, Afghanistan. Mm -hmm. uh, I taught special forces guys out there. I met some great friends out there. Uh, one of the guys, Jeff Cook, who's now a black belt under. Uh, uh, the, the pit in uh, Arizona, um, John Crouch. Oh, the MMA lab? Yes, MMA lab. Okay. MMA lab, yeah. So, I don't know if you know, do you know Jeff Cook out there? I, big, swole, white guy, bald head? No, no, no. Listen, I, I hate to admit this, right? Good looking white guy, hair. He's a, he's a special forces guy, right? I think I know who you're talking about. I think so. Yeah. He and I were trained together in Afghanistan, right? And uh, in the boxing ring. And uh, and now he's a black belt. Now he's teaching out in Arizona, I think, uh, in Cottonwood, I think, or something like that. Mm -hmm. Is there a Cottonwood or something like that out there? I'm not sure, but it could be. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, I was I was training with him, you know, and, uh, um, man, I was, I was, a, and then I went back, I moved back to Alaska um, after, well, I mean, after I was done, I went from my deployment, I went to Afghanistan, or, from Afghanistan, I went to, back to Alaska. I trained there for about a year. Um, and then we moved to, to Texas, right? And then that's when I started teaching on base. As a pro I started teaching at the community center uh, for a year. Opened up here on base, or here off base. Um, and then six months later, we had our grand opening. And at my grand opening, September, uh, it was September 11, 2001. Or not, that was, so it was, uh, yeah, 2000, 2011. It was 2011. Yes, so 2011 is when we had our grand opening, right? Because it was a special day, you know. But uh, a very you know, unfortunate situation happened uh, uh, in New York, right, with the Twin Towers. Mm -hmm. But uh, so we chose that day to have our grand opening, right? Just to show the resiliency that, that, that we are as, as Americans, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, so we chose that day as a grand opening. And on that day, I got my brown bill. And, uh, and uh, my, goal, my goal the whole time was to open up the Gracie Baja School. Um, and then Gracie Baja... Uh, decided to franchise and they wanted me to sign a franchise agreement. They wanted me to use our mats, you know, teach on, only certain hours, you know, and I was a full-time military member. I couldn't do that, you know? So I ended up, uh, uh, I ended up leaving Gracie Baja. I called my professor, Professor Ted, um, and I said, Professor, I would love to carry on with the Gracie Baja deal, but I, I, I just can't do it. And he asked me, he says, Ben, he says, as long as you're training Jiu-Jitsu, man, I'm, that's all I want, man, you know? Because it, it, I know it's changed your life already. So uh, I met Professor Bruno, Bruno Bastos. And then uh, 2000, uh, 2014, he, uh, he promoted me to Black Belt. Promoted me to Black Belt. And actually, next week will be my, already, will be my nine-year anniversary as a Black Belt. It just blows my mind. Congratulations. Yeah, it blows my mind. So, yeah, I'm looking at, uh, I'm looking at 18 years, man, doing this stuff, you know. And... Uh, when we're young, when we're young, we have this little ego in our in our heads, right? We want to be the best, like nobody can beat us, right? Mm -hmm. And then he, and then I got my my brown belt, and I and I realized like realized like, wow, I'm a I'm a business owner. I'm not 
what what good is it doing for me to beat people up, right? Because I'm trying to get people to train jujitsu to enroll, right? I gotta pay these bills. So I I, I stopped being like this ego guy. I start I started being like, no, it's not about Ben, it's about the community. Mm-hmm. You know? And then it, when I got my black belt, I was like, yeah, it's not about me at all. At all. It's about everybody else, you know? So I've been, uh, yeah, I'm going 18, 18 years, maybe 18 years, I think. Yeah. Wow. And, and I was, uh, I was, I've been training, I think about eight and a half, almost maybe nine years when I got my black belt. That's awesome because I always, whenever I'm talking to new people, I like to give them that frame of reference that everybody's path to their black belt is different. But so I think like having people recount the the breaks and the the starts and the stops, and then even just like you talked about being deployed and carrying it forward, I think those are like really um, good reference points for people to realize that like jujitsu really is about paying it forward. So another thing I'm really curious about too is. Uh, of all the names, why Red River? Like, what does that mean to you? Like, why why is why was that the name for the for for the the legacy of the of the built of the uh, jujitsu community that you built out there? Yeah, yeah. So, so it, quite simple, John. Quite simple, right? Um, I, 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 um, I was racking my mind, thinking like, what do I call this this gym? Right? I don't know, you know. And uh, and I just kind of looked and I looked and I was like, well, you know, there's the Red Rivers down the road, right? Mm-hmm. Red River is like literally like 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 seven minute drive from here, you know? And uh, we're in North Texas and uh, and a lot of businesses were just like Red River uh, consulting, Red River plumbing, it's all, you know, a bunch of, bunch, you know? And I was like, well, you know what? And I honestly, I got lazy and I just thought, <laughs> you know, Red River, yeah. and that was it. And that was, that was it. And, and I had, so I had the, uh, the Red Puzzle Mats, remember those Red Puzzle Mats? I do. So I had those and I was like, well, I'll just, because on base at the community center, I used to, there, there was a blue side and there was a red side, right? Mm-hmm. And we had worn, because we trained on the blue side, right? And those mats or the puzzle mats are pretty worn on the blue side. Mm-hmm. So I was like, well, I got to flip them over and use a red side. The red side looks good, looks new. It's a new gym. It's a new business. It's Red River. Wow. <laughs> it just made sense. Hey, you know what? I, I'm glad I actually know <laughs> where the name came from. And, you know, like you said, like branding is really important to just, you know, you want to make it something that you can identify with. But as a business owner, it needs to be something that that you can find. And that's something as simple as like when I finally decided to like put this podcast together, I was like, I need to go get all the domains and all the, the website pieces. So that way, whenever someone stumbles across it, they know there's only one uh the squire empire podcast so that way you know people can come through and 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 be able to get beneficial insight from a lot of great people that i've interviewed and even this one i know it's going to be uh definitely well received you know and uh i'm before you know i got you on here i i I wanted to test out the audio with my mom because uh initially i thought i was going to be on the phone and uh she's like who are you interviewing i'm like my first jujitsu coach and she was just like oh (laughs) <laughs> and just you know and and you know i'm i'm really really happy that uh i was able to train under you that was a big thing for me and then making the time to train with you again and i think you know even when i've been home on leave i've had my mom come watch me in training and I, my mom's even seen me get my butt beat in a tournament so i think uh 
I think this interview, when I finally like edited and put it out, I think it'll be, I'll, it'll be great to have my mom see like where, where I started from and, and be able to just get little, like, you know, pieces of little glimpses of the person who started my whole jujitsu career. And, and it's so weird because like when we were training at the community center, it was such a, even that point, it was like a very like business oriented way because it was after work. People were just trying, we were trying to get in, get out. So there was no like team dinners. There was no like real socializing. And uh, I thank you so much for sending me that uh, old picture of me. I was able to put that on my, my Instagram and save that for the future. But, you know, I think, uh, and I'm glad that we took a picture at your gym and saving that. Cause you know, uh, that's something I was telling you that when I came to your gym to train is that I think that's the biggest, I think it's great that training jujitsu during that time, it was so much just about training and getting it done. But I think as I've gotten older, I wish I would have had more videos and pictures of that just to be able to reflect on. And, uh, you know, I think when I, when I look at my blue belt, I went and got it like put in a shadow box with all the medals that I earned during that time. And I just love looking at how tattered that belt was and all the questions I asked myself, all the instructors, I kind of was like, am I ready? Like, what am I missing? X, Y, Z. And I, I just remember it like it was yesterday, uh, you know, um, leaving Grand Forks. I felt like I had put in all the work to get my purple belt. And I was just like, you know, I remember texting my instructor and being like, hey, like, I'm just trying to figure it out. Like, I feel like I'm, you know, doing this, I'm doing that. And I just kind of had to just, you know, let my ego kind of take a take a take a back seat and say, OK, it is what it is. And then getting to Japan and training there was great. And then, you know, then the COVID hit and then that was a thing. So then just to keep in training and minding my business and just doing my thing. And and I just remember the day and I'm glad I was able somebody was able to take a picture of it. Uh, I remember the day I got my purple belt there and it just felt so great. And I think I think of all things in jujitsu, I think all the people that you meet is, is really, really great. But I think the biggest thing that always will stick out to me and it, it kind of circles back to what you said in the very beginning, like training here is going to be really, really great. But the connection that I'll have with like you as the beginning, John Crouch, who gave me my blue belt, uh, Professor Ed, who got who, who gave me my purple belt, whoever gives me that brown belt. And then whenever God willing, that black belt happens, like all those people instrumentally stacking together is going to be great. And then also I'm starting to see that a lot of the very good black belts off the mat and on the mat know each other or know or share students together so that's going to be something that you know when i when i hang up this uh this uniform and i retire it's going to be really great to sit back and train a little bit more not have to uh juggle the yearly pt test but just test myself in other areas and be able to just know that that you know professor ben is where it started but definitely not where it's going to end you know absolutely man john you know um um, I know that when you find a school, you find a school, you know, I know that your new professor is going to see what I see, right? Whenever I roll, whenever I train with you a couple of days here, um, they're going to see that you're not moving at pro belt level, right? You need to be moving up soon, you know? Um, and I look forward to the day that, that, uh, that you get that, that brown belt, right? And, uh, 
and that black oak will come. It just comes with time, right? Uh, you just have to be disciplined, right? Disciplined and just keep showing up, right? And it's not about it's not about the knowledge that you have here. It's about the knowledge that you share mm. with others. That's that's for me at least. That's that's what I don't I don't test people. I don't say, all right, show me uma uh, plata. You know, I don't do that, right? I I tell the guys, listen, if you want to go compete, go compete, right? Um, but you know, I want you to do your best out there, right? Because it takes a lot to step up and do that, right? If you just want to lose weight, if you just want whatever, right? So we have to, as 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 professors and instructors, we have to understand that that it's not like, hey, can that guy beat everybody in the gym, right? Because that guy can beat everybody in the gym. He goes to competition, he freezes, and he gets beat, right? So it's it's you it's it's you have to look at a lot of things when it comes to promotions and things like that, right? Are they a good person? You know, I look at how do they act on that, right? Are we, if somebody here has a has like an ego, I, ego kills. Ego will hold somebody back always. You know, if I get somebody here that's got an ego, like we run them out of here. You know, we kind of like you know kind of shoot them out of here, right? Because we I don't want people with ego. That's what I love about this place here is that nobody here has an ego. It's like man, everybody goes in there. They're trying to like submit each other, but then afterwards they're laughing talking joking you know and they're like having a good time you know and we do we do like team dinners we do and it's it's a beautiful thing right to to see this stuff to see everybody develop right and and with time you know that brown belt's gonna come for you that black belt's gonna come for you right and the day that that black belt comes up for you man i hopefully it's in hopefully it's in san Antonio, right because hopefully when you get your black belt hopefully you'll give me a heads up that way i can be there for that day okay that would be amazing yes sir and 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 on the same note, we we're talking about about Ghost, right? Mm-hmm. So I actually reached out to him yesterday, the day before yesterday, because he lives in Florida now. He's going he's going to university. He's look he's studying to be an engineer, and uh, he's teaching out there at the university now. He's teaching three or four days a week now. Wow! You know, so he's still training, right? And I and uh, I asked him, I said, brother, when did I promote you to Brown right? And he says, uh, this May will be two years, right? I said, hey. In September, come down for our 12-year anniversary. Come down for my 12-year anniversary. So my 12-year anniversary, I'll get my third degree right. Because technically, I get my my next week. I get my third degree right. But I asked Professor Bruno to hold off. I said, Hey, I want to hold off and do my third degree promotion on our promotion, our 12-year anniversary, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so that could be September 9th. So I'd like to invite you for that day because uh, I asked Sean uh, Ghost to come down. I said, Hey, fly over here, man, so I can promote your black belt. You know. And uh, so I would love for you to be here because I know even if you're still a brown, if you're still a purple belt, I know that you roll with if you roll with Ghost, it's still gonna be a tough match, right? It's gonna oh. be tough. To know. <laughs> you guys, you guys have been trained, you know, consistently, right? Mm-hmm. So you've been trained consistently. It's just that you haven't been trained consistently under a professor, you know. Mm-hmm. So it gets tougher, especially being in the military. Being in the military, it's so tough, right? You know. Hey, remember John back in the day when the word uh, was a thing, right? They say, oh, he's a traitor, whatever, you know, like mm-hmm. they, didn't, they didn't like you going to train in other gyms, right? And I've always had the uh, the belief that, hey, military members, that doesn't apply to, to military members, right? Because we move, right? Are we loyal to our professors? Absolutely, right? But we're loyal to jiu-jitsu, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, I believe that, that you should never burn a bridge, right? Like I still, very, very close relationship with Professor Ted, my first instructor. Um, when we were here, we moved to DC and uh, we trained under uh, Professor Neto at Yamasaki. I've still got a good relationship with him, you know, um, with Bruno, you know, like 
real good relationship with him, you know? Um, I believe that you should never burn your bridges, right? Never ever burn your bridges when it comes to like, like loyalty, right? It's it's martial arts, right? Mm -hmm. So uh, I think that's the that's the thing with you is uh, is is man, you could be a black belt today because you've been doing it for twelve years now, right? About twelve years. Yeah, I started consistently training in two thousand twelve. Yeah, so that's when I've yeah. Like I trained with you guys there and then I had to take a little bit of a break. And then 2012, and I just remember because that's when I signed my contract at the MMA lab. And I remember when I left, I was there for like three years training consistently and training from uh, Phoenix, Arizona, Osan, Korea, uh, Grand Forks, North Dakota, uh, yeah. about, you know, three years in Misawa and now I'm here. So, yeah, it's been a long journey. So, like, just like you said, just chipping away at it and... I think I think really, and you can tell me if you agree or disagree with this. I think COVID really showed who likes jujitsu and who loved jujitsu. Yes, yes, absolutely, absolutely, man. That's very, very true, man. Very true. You know, hey, a, a a short story, real quick. Yeah, whenever, whenever we're gonna shut down for COVID, right? We uh, my wife and my fa my family and I, we were gonna go to, we we're on our way to South Texas to visit her family at South Padre Island, you know, in Brownsville. We were driving, we were in Fort Worth. We were driving like in the Fort Worth area whenever the uh, the news came out that Governor Abbott shut down all businesses in Texas, right? Mm -hmm. So we had to make a U-turn and come back to Wichita Falls and send messages out and, you know, and say, you know, hey guys, affected the state. Unfortunately, we have to shut down. You know, get the shit done, and man, everything was up in the air. We didn't know what to do. We're like, man, you know. And uh, remember, we had our last training session for the for the day. It was, it was, I think it was like on Friday, right? Open mat, and our Friday open mats have always been fire, dude. They, everybody comes over. You know, everybody's here. You know, the mats are packed. And uh, I remember Professor uh, Aaron Maharan. Uh, we call him Professor A Aaron, right? Mm -hmm. You know, and I hate asking people for help. I, like, I have too much pride. You know. And uh, we were saying, hey, guys, we have to shut down. Unfortunately, we don't know how long. And uh, Professor Aaron, like, man, like, I love that guy, you know? He was like, hey, everybody, listen. If you cancel your accounts with uh, with Red River, you may not come back to, to, to Red River, you know? Like, they probably, they probably won't make it, you know? Man, I think, I think out of all the members, maybe four or five, because they, they like lost their jobs, they they couldn't yeah. continue, right? Understandable, yeah. right? Yeah. But the majority of our guys are military. They all kept their, their their accounts with us, man. They pay us through COVID. So for the two and a half, two three months that we were closed, we can keep the doors open, and that's that shows the beauty of jujitsu, right? That is, that's people who love jujitsu, you know. And then we came back, and they all came back in full force, and man, people were just clamming to get back, man. It was so beautiful, so beautiful to have the support, you know? My mom passed away. Everybody came together. Everybody came together. They're like, what do you need? I was like, man, I felt the love. I felt the love. So it's for those examples right there. That, you know, we're going back to inspiration. Like, that is very inspiring for me. Like, man, like, I give it back. You give it back to them because they gave so much to us whenever, when we could have closed on or my mom passed away. Like, these, they... Red River is, is a brand, right? It's a brand, right? It's, but it's a family. It really is a family. It's a family like like no other that I've ever experienced. You know, it's yeah. it's beautiful. They're there for they're there for. Somebody needs help. Hey man. Hey, this person needs help. They they're moving. 
you know, they, 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 they have a kid, whatever, you know, they have a small kid. Hey, let's get together, man. Let's get together, get some pizza, beer. Let's help them out. And everybody shows up. It's beautiful. It's so many people show up. There's like people standing around. That's how many people show up, you know, to help each other out. That's the way, that's how things run around here. You know, it's just a community. It's just a family, you know? It's beautiful, brother. I'm sorry for rambling so much. Man. No, no, no. You know, that story I think is is perfect because it it, it 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 allows me to ask you, like, I think the biggest thing to like to kind of put a bow on it because there's so many gems that you dropped that like sometimes you have to condense it down so that way the they it can you know, um there's a phrase like when you like listen to like uh, good poetry or a good speech, sometimes you have to let it breathe. So one of the things I, I wanted to do is uh, ask you, like, when you think about all the things that you can pull from, you know, being a dad, you know, black belt in jujitsu, being a husband, you know, a retiree, what, what do you feel like is is a is a, maybe a mantra or a motto or a saying or something that you you find yourself uh kind of referring back to and i'll give you one that that like i use very often and i learned this at the mma lab which is uh try to be one percent better every single day but i just wanted to ask you like what is what is one for you like what is something that the listeners could if they maybe haven't heard it before something that you when you're like sitting there going through your head and maybe you're questioning things or you're wondering things are going to work out what is something that you kind of refer back to so, um, John, actually, um, you know, when you came here, you signed our wall, right? You signed our wall. We have the, the, the black, white wall with our logo. Mm -hmm. And I have all our guests, I have them all signed, you know, signed, right? Um, I, remember, I remember you did sign it, right? I think so, but I'm not 100% sure. If you don't see my name, the next time I come through, I'll make sure I sign it. September 9th, when you come up for our 12-year anniversary, okay? You're going to sign it, okay, brother? Got it. But on there... On there, I, I, I wrote it down, right? And uh, actually, you mentioned it uh, a minute ago, right? It, it was uh, invest in yourself, right? Invest in yourself. Mm -hmm. and because you have to you have to invest in yourself first because if you don't invest in yourself, right? Spiritually, you know, like physically, everything, right? How can you serve others if you are not in the right frame of mind, right? You have to invest in yourself. You have to you have to invest yourself whether whatever whatever you believe in higher power that you believe in you got to believe right you got to believe and uh and you have to invest yourself you have to you have to get up in the morning you got to get to work you got to do this right it's, it's you so you know no one when we're kids mom and dad can wake you up and say hey let's go to school right listen when you when you become a, an adult you have to invest yourself you have to do everything yourself so hey yeah that's that's in a nutshell, it is that's it. It's invest in yourself, right? Because without you investing yourself, what can you do for others? Absolutely. Well, Professor Ben, I want to say, you know, I, I can't say thank you enough for being the foundation of what I uh, initially understood jujitsu to be. And uh, as I've probably have invited way more people than I can think of to to try to enjoy the thing that has changed my life. I understand it's not for everybody, but I also can say that as someone who's trained at a lot of different gyms and cross-trained, I see that a lot of times that first impression into jujitsu can shape either your love for it or you just not being a part of it. And I, I was talking to someone today and I was telling them that one of the things that I take a lot of pride in in my jujitsu is 
when I have traditional wrestlers who are like, why is your wrestling so good? Like, did you wrestle in high school? And I'm like, no, but just the fact that I've had jujitsu coaches and jujitsu peers teach me some very basic uh, wrestling things that traditional wrestlers can appreciate. It's like, okay, I'm definitely building up uh, a foundation that, that, that definitely uh, is going to pay dividends long-term. But, you know, I think something that, um, you know, I just really want to tell you thank you for as well is like, you run a business, but even though I came through, you didn't charge me mat fees or anything, you know what I mean? And, and it may seem like a, a, a insignificant thing to you, but that just really something I didn't think about until we started this interview was, you know, we, you know, the podcast was a part of it. Just the connecting and staying in, 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 in communication is another part. But although I would have had no problems at all paying them at fees because I understand it is a business or whatever, mm-hmm. I just think the fact that that never was a part of our conversation just shows you that you invested in me from the very beginning and you're still investing into me now. So I just want to tell you a million times, just thank you for everything that you've done for me. I really appreciate it. Brother John, man, thank you so much, man. Thank you for the kind words, man. Uh, um, yeah, it's 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 such a beautiful thing for this to come full circle, right? To come full circle, you know, see, finding that picture of you as a white belt, you know, like doing that arm bar at the community center, right? Like there's, I saw that, I was like, I think that's John Squire. Mm-hmm. We sent that to him, you know, and then you verified like that's me. I was like, oh crap, you know, like like you were talking about. You wish you would have taken these pictures, right? I just got a phone. I got a new. Uh, uh, I got a new iPhone Pro Max, right? And I had my uh, iPhone 12 that I passed on to my son. I had over 9,000 videos and pictures in that bad boy, right? That we had. My wife had the arduous task of of trying to save a lot of that content, you know, because I I take videos, I take pictures, you know. And uh, and I know I know that one of these days, you know, someone's gonna roll through, and, and, and it's already happened before, right? When people were like, I, I started training here with you. I'm like, I don't remember you, you know. I remembered you, of course, right? But there's people that roll through that I don't remember, you know. But then I'll like, wait a minute, that's that guy that came through here. He did tra- he did train with me. Like he started with me. It's crazy, you know. So it's this beautiful thing that he, that through jujitsu we get to touch so many lives and uh, and. Yes, we run a business, but but it's not it's not about money, man. You know, it's it's about changing lives. You know, I, um, my my uncle tells me, he says, Ben, he goes, what you do, he says, in, in he goes, what you do in life, he says, it's not it's business is not about the money. It's about helping others. He goes, and the good Lord will reward you for for whatever you do. You know, and I strongly believe that. You know, I strongly believe. So I was trying to, I, I hope that one day you win the lottery, man. And you say, where is it, man? <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding, brother. You know, no. but it's just, it, it, it's not, it's not always about money, man. It's a business, yes, but it's not, it's, it's about, man, it's about, hey, man, I get to see, I get to see John, man. Like, I, I'm so excited. I get to see John. I get to train with him, you know, and like, man, John came a long way, man. Like, he's solid. He, man, he's good. You know, like for me, that was, for me, I, it, it was, it was just, it was a treat for me to have you on the mat, man. That people share the with you again, man. It's such a beautiful thing, and, and I can't wait to do that again when you're a brown belt and a black belt. You know? Absolutely. So I wanna I wanna just put a call out for my listeners. If you 
Uh, I'm going to have Professor Ben give you all his contact information. And if you do find yourself down in that, that neck of the woods at the Red River BJJ, please make sure you love tell them that the Squire Empire sent you there. So, Ben, go ahead and give them all the information they need to find you and, and be able to, to start their jujitsu journey today. I'm going to clear the air for you. Go ahead. Absolutely. So our website is uh, is redriverbjj.com. Um, I am on social media. Well, we have social media pages. We have Red River BJJ on uh, on Instagram and Facebook, and um, and then I have my personal page. And my personal page and, and business page kind of coincide a lot with each other. However, my personal page is more. Sometimes I'll post stuff that's kind of that my wife's like, "Hey, you probably shouldn't do that, right?" So I do apologize for for those situations whenever I do post idiotic things that she she may call you know. <laughs> Um, but, uh, yeah, th those are, those are ways, man. And, uh, uh, our website is redriverbjj.com. Um, okay. we are located at 2526 Missile Road, Suite 1, here in Wichita Falls, Texas, 76306. We are, uh, we're only like an hour, uh, maybe a mile, mile and a half from, uh, from Shepherd, Shepherd Air Force Base. Um, get a lot of time to roll through here and, uh, it's, it's always awesome to see them, right? But that's pretty much all the, uh, the, the contact info, man. And uh, I, I look forward to seeing so much more time go through here. And uh, and I hope I get to learn from them and, and hopefully I can give them something to, you know, to take, take home and, and skill. Well, thanks, Ben, for coming through to the Squire Empire podcast. We're so blessed to have you on. And if you ever want to come back on for another episode, let me know, okay? Hey, John, thank you so much, man. I appreciate it. It's been so much fun, man, catching up with you. And, uh, and I look forward to sharing the man with you soon. Okay? Take care. Absolutely.